if I need to turn on. Now we're recording. Turn Uh-oh. on the charm. Yeah. We we lost a lot of good Steely Dan stuff. In we there. did, and it'll never come back, I'm afraid. That's the unfortunate <laughs> part. Uh, speaking of turning on the charm, my girlfriend has noticed that I... She says I have a podcast voice that is different from my normal voice, which I don't think I do, but... Uh, have you heard similar reports from your loved ones who know both your podcast and non-podcast voice? I think I have received. Oh, that was Griffin a style. good one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a no, no barrier, full-on punch to the microphone. <laughs> it was where I hit the stand. At any rate, um, I think that accusation has been levied at me before. Certainly, I feel like. You might have a podcast voice, but I feel like you talk to me in your podcast voice. <laughs> Maybe it's just my Chris voice. Maybe. That would be nice, I'll I have guess. To go on. Yeah. I I want you to think that I speak professionally and mm. eloquently. <laughs> uh, quickly, Chris, I have in our cold open section of our doc. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cold open, it's uh weather's getting colder. What's your what's your favorite thing about fall? Uh, I did consume a iced pumpkin spice chai latte today. Okay, but still iced, so you're you're getting the yeah, the I'm pumpkin spice, but interesting. I'm a, I'm a fan on year round kind of girly Griffin. Yeah, um, same, absolutely the same. And yeah, I don't have a lot of fall takes. I don't think. I think we're kind of in the sweet, the late September sweet spot right now. Everything's going to get ruined eventually, so uh, I guess just In, like, February? It. No. Well, you think that there's no bad weather till February? I think February I guess, is when it gets dull. Yeah. Last year it was quite mild, like, even up till Christmas, I remember. I've heard we're supposed to have mild. a cold, snowy winter this year. That would be unfortunate. Yeah, you so. wouldn't be able to leave your house for months. <laughs> That's incredibly <laughs> deeply... Powerfully rude, <laughs> and I do need you to delete that. And speaking of things that should really be deleted, <laughs> yeah. you're listening to High Floor, Low Ceiling. Play the music. high energy intro i if i heard someone say play the music and then heard the music i would run through a brick wall but i feel like the music is kind of like i don't know would you say the our theme song is energetic i would say it's hmm i'd say it's a beat i usually listen to it at like 1.7 times speed so i don't really know shout out to the guy on youtube music who made that song yeah the youtube creator studio uh, we're back here, Chris. We're sitting here. It is the evening on Tuesday, September the nineteenth. Uh, not to not to give a peek peek behind the curtain. Not to date our... us too heavily. It's eight p.m. on the dot. Yes, it is. That's true, and that's the kind of hard hitting journalism you get here at High Floor Low Ceiling. Speaking of hard hitting journalism, our first our first intangible segment: Paul Bissonnette and the Spit and Chicklets podcast, <laughs> the Giant Slayers, the True Fourth Estate, Chris. <laughs> Mike Babcock has been slain. Uh, his NHL career appears to be over. Cancel culture has come for one of hockey's great no! minds. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your takes? What are the estates again? Well, the fourth one is journalism. Mm-hmm. The fifth well, one, about, the fifth one is the, on the reporting program on CBC that does some great investigative journalism. But why is that called the fifth estate? Yeah, I think that's probably a play on the fourth estate. They go like beyond. The fourth estate. They go really in depth. So what's the fourth? And the fourth estate is... Journalism. What does that mean? The press. The press. So what's what's the third estate? Uh, The Constitution. (laughs) I think it might be. Is the Constitution one of the first three? Is it like the three branches of government and then the press? I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. Oh. Oh, I see. So there there are three estates in Parliament... The Lord's Spiritual, the Lord's Temporal, and the Commons. I thought for sure this would be an American phrase. No, certainly not. But then, uh, 
In fact, Griffin, there was a fourth estate <gasps> more important far than they all, and that was the press. Wow. So that's a, it makes you think. It really does. Uh, I need to get let's get bishops back in Parliament, you know? <laughs> like oh, there still are bishops. The, the in clergyman? Parliament? I'm hearing now that that's still a thing. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, you don't want to separate that church and state too much there. You want to keep them nice and close, I think. That's what they always say. Keep church and state together. What do they, what do, they do? They this is, vote? Uh, Mike Babcock, um, Chris, I think yeah. that this is a long time coming. This guy he's kind of very the... clearly is like a manipulative sociopath. <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm speaking out of turn a bit there, but... Like, I think if this was the first time he had ever done this, anything like this, he probably wouldn't have been fired. But what a crazy disaster for the Columbus Blue Jackets that they hired this guy who's known to, like, mess with people's heads and, like, target players without a lot of power. And then he doesn't even get to the preseason and he's already been fired for messing with people's heads. Like, that looks terrible. Yeah, I do. I'm of a few minds about this. Uh One is... Here we go. Buckle in, folks. Don <laughs> Cherry lives. Don Cherry lives. Um, number one is just that, like, we're seeing a lot of coaches not even make it to the season nowadays. You know, like, I feel like that's like has to be like what the fifth time that's happened. Bill Belichick with the jet style. Yeah. Or um, I always mix this up. Adrian Beltre. He's or a Carlos player. Beltran. Carlos Beltran, yes, was With the, the Mets. Mets manager who was fired before the season started for his role in the Houston Astros scandal. Um, not quite, but Ime Udoka yep. did not last. Did one season. To his second season. And um, freaking, um, what's his name? Darko. The Raptors coach? Yeah, he's going to get fired for stealing from the Knicks. Oh, okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I was like, what did I miss in the, on Twitter today? But I don't know, Griffin. I don't know if he's going to make it. I'm sure he'll make it. Though. I do often forget. I forget every day that the Raptors have a new coach. Um, I guess I don't think about the Raptors very much, which is really sad to say because that's like the first sports team that I really cared a lot about. But they're just really muddling right now. Yeah. Also, and I'm going to tweet this as well, so don't steal this, but does it not feel like it's been like 50 years since the Toronto Raptors played basketball? I totally agree. I mean, this was the f- only the second, I mean, like uh, discarding the season that doesn't count. Right. <laughs> That's the only Of course. Um, it's the first time they missed the playoffs in 10 years, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Mike Babcock, Chris, all those coaches getting fired, you bring up an interesting point. I guess that's just sports culture maybe finally starting to get a bit of accountability for people. I think so. These people in power not acting in very good ways that are befitting a professional workplace. Right. And I think that the thing with Mike Babcock is like, you're Mike Babcock. You need to like, (laughs) you need to know better. (laughs) Both because like he's been around a while and also like, he should know that his like career is hanging by a thread. He had to go like maybe do you go to Saskatchewan? Yes, the University of Saskatchewan, the the Huskies. It's like, dude, you were just coaching in Saskatchewan and you wanna risk it all now. <laughs> I think he's from Saskatchewan. He probably loved it. That was probably true hockey in his eyes. But yeah, sure. all you had to do was not take a player's phone and scroll through his camera roll for several minutes. Right. And I do think that like if this had been probably like 90% of other coaches in the NHL, this would not have ended in a coach losing their job. No, no. But like we said, it's a horrific track record of manipulation and abuse in both Toronto and Detroit. But hey, Griffin, count the rings, all right? Yeah. Oh, I was so <laughs> excited when the Leafs hired Mike Babcock. I remember. I, I think I was in grade 11 strings class went to the bathroom to check my phone because i felt it buzzing saw the least had hired mike babcock i was over the moon and it had been rumored but Did it was confirmed break your cello in excitement no i was a viola player i will have you know <laughs> the unsung hero of the string quartet yeah, that's like the violin for boys <laughs> the violin for men 
No, it's the violin for supporting players, the violin for people who want to help the ensemble grow. You are kind of... Uh... Not the spotlight, hoggers. <laughs> play the melody on the violin. What's interesting is... Um... Maybe this is too too real. But no, no. I feel like uh, I feel like in the grander scheme of things, we're both Pippins. Wow. Um, but I really am the Jordan of this podcast. <laughs> this is. <laughs> you give me. You I should have known say. you were you're a violin player not... at heart. <laughs> I think I don't have the temperament for the violin. But in my heart, I want to play the violin. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to get you in with all four major string instruments, and we'll see which one really suits you the best. We'll play Vivaldi's Spring. That's a great one. I love Vivaldi's Spring. That's the spring. old part on that. Uh, Nick Chubb, Chris, goes down. Season-ending injury. Career-threatening injury, potentially. Yeah. That's what we're hearing. Uh, all the running backs got together on like a Zoom this offseason and were like, what do we do? Because no one wants to give us any money. And they, I think some running backs may have thrown around the idea that like they as a position group are being colluded against. But I think it is more just an obsolete position in football. And we see with Nick Chubb, like big contracts for star running backs never work out. They have no shelf life. They are playing one of the most injury-prone positions in football, and they don't last like as elite players. They they drop off like a rock. Look at Ezekiel Elliott, just as one recent example. I don't. I I understand that they want big contracts, of course, and it, like, but I don't think it's a case of collusion more than it's just the teams are realizing that these are never good contracts for the teams. What do you think about the state of running backs? I do agree with you. Like, I mean, like, is. I don't really understand the benefit. If you wanted to collude against a group of players, surely you would collude against quarterbacks. Um, yeah, yeah, drive that value down. From a monetary perspective, I think, yeah, like you're saying, like I don't think the position is irrelevant. I think the position is actually quite important still. I think the nature of the position has created a situation where it's less... Like they're more they're more replaceable is the long and the short of it, and we've seen that in a lot of places. We've seen you know teams like the Chiefs win without a star running back. We've seen you know teams with star running backs not really do much of anything. We've seen star running backs not perform in the playoffs. It's hard to count on a running back to always have a big game in the same way. Well, I mean, I guess that's true of quarterbacks as well, but. Well, no, I know what you mean. Like the days of the bell cow running back, the day of the best player on your team being your running back and that being a good team are dead and gone. Like just the way that the NFL works these days, you're not able to run the ball that consistently and guys get hit too hard and they drop off too fast. Yeah, and I was just thinking actually about, uh, you think about the center as an NBA position where, you know, 10 years ago, we really were like, the center is over. Um and it was the same thing. Like, they were more replaceable. They, they're the things that they contributed to an offense were not as valuable as, you know, as they once were. They, they sort of had saw diminishing value from a sort of efficiency standpoint. But now, the arguably the two best players in basketball are centers. Giannis yeah. is like something. <laughs> Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. So the center position has kind of had a renaissance, and I guess I'm wondering, will we see that from running backs? I guess we have. I guess it's seen, the pass catching running back. Is that's the... what I was just thinking: is that we've sort of sort of seen elements of that, where the running back is sort of finding a new way to contribute to the offense, and also um, to a lesser extent, it's the rushing quarterback as well, mm. where uh, a player basically what it comes down to much in the same way that a center like they need to provide more value than being big and rebounding like they need to have other skills to be elite a running back can no longer just be a running back yeah that's that's a great take chris that's a great pippin level take from you um (laughs) thanks john starks okay at least give me uh horace grant (laughs) you 
you're uh you're the Otis Thorpe of uh <laughs> something guy's name. I don't know. I don't know the name Otis Thorpe, but I'm so Michael Jordan that I've internalized all of this slander and it's going to fuel me for the next fifteen years. <laughs> it wasn't a comment on player caliber. It was a comment on positional uh Oh, oh so you didn't mean by Pippin you didn't famously mean that I am the the second in command of this podcast you meant that we're both the small forward of this podcast no I meant that <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being supportive Griffin yes that's true the viola player in me finally uh see I'm keeping this thing moving along call me you're call doing me a great job Steve call me by your name sure that's that's Griffin I would be honored. I'm I'm the Amari Stoudemire and you are the Steve Nash. Okay. I, I buy that. You're much dunks. flashier. I score the points. Classic violin player mentality. Who's chugging along behind the scenes? Yeah, behind <laughs> the scenes, Steve Nash. <laughs> making it all work. No spotlight for me. Just The undersung Steven Nash. I, I mean, honestly, that's a discussion for another day. But 10 years after he's retired, I think you could almost sort of make that case. I think his coaching mm. career has led people to look down on his playing career. I don't know. I I would have to think some more about how I feel about Steve Nash ultimately. All right, and we'll his his ratedness. I guess I don't have any. Uh, I would say he's properly rated, but he's in danger of being coming underrated. I almost think the opposite, but we can talk about it another time. We will. We will. Uh, Chris, quick Blue Jays vibe checks. It's a roller coaster down there at the Rogers Center. <sighs> I got tickets to two of the four Texas series because I was like, oh, this will be a great time to bring like friends who aren't that into baseball because it's like the team they'll be fighting for the playoff spot. They'll be great, intense games. The dome will be packed. A dome was not packed uh, at all. Yeah, weirdly. that was strange. And B. Oh, and you were at a, one of these games as well. Between the two of us, yeah. we covered three of these four games. Not covered professionally, but. Uh, covered we were present yeah we were there and uh it's i terrible. watched all nine innings of that first oh i game. i never leave a game early but yeah um and then they bounce back they sweep the red Sox. who knows yeah, i who mean who knows I'm, what I'm to make i'm still not recovered from that ranger series that really was like that was the opportunity and so now it's like even if they were to lose out now i can't be that upset because it's like, well, you had it right there. You had a chance to go up like an insurmountable lead, basically. Yeah. And the Rangers have since dropped, what, three games in a row? Yes, the Blue Jays are now back in the second wild card, uh, which they probably don't want, is the mm. other thing. You'd much rather go to Minnesota and play the yes, 79 rather... and 72 Twins than you would have to go to yeah, play the yes. 92 and 59 Tampa Bay Rays. Yes, that's true. So, um, at any rate, Vibes are un, un, inscrutable. I, I I feel like they're going to make it, but I feel less excited about them making it than I did before. They will, in all likelihood, have the worst run differential. We talk about that a lot. Um, of the wild of card the three, teams? Of the three teams. Of the Rangers, Mariners, Blue Jays. Mm. They will have, most likely, the worst run differential. They are plus 60 on the season. Seattle plus 97, Texas plus 149. Yeah, Texas really is falling off a cliff right now after they were one of the elite teams in baseball for much of the season. But, hey, you go cold at the wrong time, that's baseball. So true. They have the, the I believe, the fifth best. They have the fifth best run differential in baseball. Yeah, and the Rangers and Mariners, I believe, play each other seven more times this season. So that'll decide... A, a golden opportunity for the Blue Jays. They really have no excuse not to make it. Yes, because it's impossible for either team, for like, they can't both gain ground. Right. I saw that I saw a stat today. If the Blue Jays go eight and four the rest of the way, that puts them at 91 wins, and neither the Rangers nor the Mariners can get to 91 wins. So that's the new benchmark. Obviously, we'll see how it plays out day by day. It's fun doing the scoreboard watching. Here, Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. When I scoreboard watch on the MLB app... I do not just immediately go to the standings and see, okay, the Blue Jays picked up half a game tonight. I instead go to the scoreboard and go down every game and think, okay, that's good for the Blue Jays. Okay, that's bad for the Blue Jays. And then after that, I check the standings. Is that a sign of illness? Am I just crazy? (laughs) I Well, I mean, there's really only two games to check, right? Yeah, I'm also keeping a close eye on the Reds. Just for... 
just for just cause vibes. I love the Reds. Yeah, I. <laughs> this is maybe like a weird extension of my heat hatred. I think Griffin. I just don't like Miami. Mm. Don't like the Heat. Don't like the Dolphins. Don't like the Marlins. Don't like the Marlins. What I do you think be... about the Florida Panthers? I guess neutral. Okay, interesting. They were a fine team. A fine team. Fine group of young men. And speaking of a hockey team, hey. what a perfect segue to our first main segment. Enough of this rapid, herky-jerk, whiplash, changing topics all the time, and tangible hey. nonsense. Rich great for J.K. Simmons. He got an Oscar nomination out of it. And possibly a win, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he did get a win. Well, and... Let's be honest, Griffin. If he had never won that Oscar for Whiplash, he never would have been the main character and counterpart. I'll believe that at your word, but I do think that that was like sort of a big career sort of resurgence Absolutely. for J.K. Simmons. Well, um, he was also voicing Tenzin in The Legend of Korra at the same time. Ah, a follow-up I have not seen. But I'm just more of a cinephile, I guess. I don't bother myself with the small <laughs> screen like you. You're a something file. Um, that seems <laughs> like it's take, potentially inappropriate. Take that how you will. Griffin, I watched I the fear two that other people yesterday. The sequel to Chinatown. There's a sequel to Chinatown? Yes, Griffin, you'll never guess who directed it. Jack Nicholson. That's correct. Wait, really? Yeah. Good for him. See, take your shot. The Bradley Cooper of his time, some might say. A strange, strange film. Um, and just actually quickly, Griffin, I want to get your take on this because this was a topic of discussion among the people that I watched the two Jakes with. <laughs> this is the tagline for the film, not related much to the film itself, I will say, but I'll just give it to you and you give me your thoughts. Okay. They say money makes the world go round, but sex was invented before money. Too long and weird. <laughs> I, I think my favorite just, part of it. <laughs> I guess the, that's technically true. My my favorite part is the implication that sex was invented. <laughs> yeah, someone sat down. And it's like we gotta figure out how to make more people. <laughs> this is crazy that we still haven't cracked this. Let's get our top minds. <laughs> um. Wow. <yeah>. That's. <laughs> um. Yeah. What a bizarre. Doesn't make me want to see the movie, I'll tell you that much. And again, not really what the movie's about. Not not a lot of sex. No? There's little, but not a lot. You, f- you feel misled? I do feel a little misled. Um, I got a tagline. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget it, Jake. It's the other Jake. Now that's a tagline for the two Jakes. I have... <laughs> this is from a podcast, I think. Our podcast Speaking that of- we're speaking <laughs> on right now? But I remember I've heard it said before. Forget it, two Jakes. It's two Chinatowns. <laughs> well, not as good as mine, but we'll give it to them nonetheless. Sure. And also, I just want to add one more oh, yeah. <laughs> potential tagline for the two Jakes while we're at it that uh, my good friend Ethan came up with. Should it? He said it should have been "Remember it, Jake. It was Chinatown." That's a good one. Ethan's good for that. a sequel. Yeah, Ethan, shout out Ethan, knock that out of the park. And speaking of knocked out of the park, we're going now to the ice rink, Griffin. Okay. <laughs> An even more perfect segue. <laughs> this is why I'm. I had it. I had a great one. <laughs> but you swooped in, grabbed the ball out of my hands, and launched and I, up a no look prayer. <laughs> I launched it into the coop mark. The two Jakes. <laughs> You really Jimmy Butler game seven of the 2021 <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals, that ball. That is the comparison, yes. I'm was hanging Butler. out in Toronto today, you see that? You're like uh, Caleb Martin or whatever. He's in Toronto? He was. He was at Varsity Stadium Let working out. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is going to track <laughs> Jimmy Butler down and kneecap him. <laughs> um, Griffin, this is a new segment. Uh, of course, as we know, the NHL starting quite soon. Preseason starts next week. Can you or feel on it? On Saturday or something. I hate this. I mean, I'm biased, Griffin. Yes. I work somewhere where hockey is talked about a lot. Hockey's king. Welcome to the country. Why do we need to talk about the prospect tournaments? Oh, I 
I don't. I am refusing it's, to engage in any Connor Bedard discourse. I don't care that he's out there. Even preseason. <laughs> like we saw him do this in the WHL, and now he's just he's just still playing in the WHL, and people yeah. are like, he's amazing. And yeah, I'm like, he's well, not we knew this already. This isn't players. showing us anything new. It's so silly. Um, anyway, we won't talk guess, about it anymore. That's our commitment. I guess similar tension. I was about to say it's like those practices where the two teams practice with each other. Oh, in but the people NFL. do talk. Yeah, but people do talk about those practices. So yeah. I guess you know, there's always a fight. There's always a fight at one of those practices. So true, <laughs> Griffin. I'm I'm wise like that. <laughs> All right, Chris. This segment. The title of the segment, please. The title of the segment is. This is our, is this their, this is their year, year, hour. One more time, more the, the, the title of the segment. This is our, is this their, this is their year? Or I guess it's, is this their year? Oh, I, I'm, or you messed that up. It, it sorry, was hard I, to I understand. Just, I had a question mark in the wrong place. I have it now. <laughs> this is our, is this their, this is their year, year, hour. <laughs> I have decoded it. And I hope the people at home will, because we're gonna uh, launch no explanation. It's a it's an incredible title, one of some Thank of your you. best work. Thank you. The the segment is. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for our poor <laughs> listeners, as if they're not used to your machinations by now. Your mm-hmm. sick and twisted mind. Yeah. Um, is this their year? We say. Is, well, I mean, is this their year implies a championship? Like, is this this is the year that they have to win? That's what, this is a do or die year. Yes. Well, I, I'm not. I think we we expanded the idea from just being yeah because you know if you were talking about like the Chicago Bears and you were like this is their year, I think people would understand that you were not meaning that the Chicago Bears were going to win the Super Bowl, but that they were going to sort of fulfill their promise. Their promise, or even like, yeah, fulfill their promise, or just achieve the thing that they've been struggling to achieve in previous years. Right. So, we're not. I guess we're not trying to necessarily analyze if this is their year. We are asking, is this their? This is their year. Year. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, why don't you start? I don't even know how to like. How to recontextualize it into the, the <laughs> proper tense and grammar that I need it to be in. Uh, yeah. But, Chris, you've started us off with a couple obvious yeses in two of our yes. proud Canadian franchises, the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames, both of which, yes, this does feel like make or break years. I mean, I would even go so far as to say that was their year, like last year or two years yeah. ago. The Jets, I think, are done. No matter what happens this season, short of like a Western Conference Finals run, which seems unlikely, uh, this is the last year for this Jets core. They'll, yes. I mean, are they going to lose a bunch of guys for nothing? Maybe. Calgary is sort of like, the two years ago they were really good. Last year they obviously missed the playoffs despite having 17 overtime losses. Like, they missed the playoffs by one point, and they had 17 overtime losses. Uh, so this seems like a year to bounce back, but if you can't, then maybe some some making, shakeups. They did fire their a, coach. That's true. But making a big trade and then subsequently missing, especially when you were good the year before you made a big trade, and then subsequently missing the playoffs twice, I think would be a problem. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, and they did get rid of their GM as well. He's in Toronto now. Yeah, don't worry. We'll get to hear plenty from Brad Treliving. Some um, people call him yeah. Tree. Like, they, like, affectionately refer to him. Oh, here's what Tree had to say. And I don't I don't think of Tree as a short form for Tree Living. Do you? No, I think of Tree as Taylor Swift's publicist. Of course. Yes, this is, <laughs> this is high floor, low ceiling lore. <laughs> that's not lore. That's just true. Well, no, I know. But it has been mentioned on high floor, low ceiling before, I believe. Or maybe not. Maybe it was my other Taylor Swift friends who have uh, brought that up to it's me. That's true. I don't think we've talked. I Did you know this, Griffin? That her name is Tree Pain? <laughs> I did know that, yes. <laughs> like T-Pain. <laughs> her name is Tree Pain. <laughs> She's like, can I buy you a rank <laughs> And fix your uh, dating a weird racist singer problem. Hmm? 
Well, it seems she that? was heavily involved in the Maddie Healy. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Anyway. Um, I can't speak to that. We I don't have to get it. Can't say. I'm going to the Taylor Swift movie on, and then three weeks later, I'm going to the 1975 concert. I contain multitudes, Griffin. That you do. This and we speaking know. of a team that contains multitudes of question marks and high expectations, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Griffin. I have not given a single ounce of thought as to what happens if they don't make another step this year. This is something that I'm now considering for the first time. <laughs> I've had a blissful summer of not thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs that much. Um, what does happen if the Leafs lose in the first round or even early in the second round again? Like, if they lose the second round in seven, is that a success? Probably not. What happens no. if the Leafs don't make the Eastern Conference Finals? William well, Nylander think... could leave for nothing. Yes. Austin Matthews is I think clearly Sheldon not Keep going anywhere. Yes. That I think they, should have The happened. reason they gave, they gave him the two-year extension, which was a bit strange. Just Yeah. I think that's just because no coach coaches on a one-year contract. Yeah. Um, but they didn't like really want to give him an extension, and giving him a one-year extension would be very funny. Um so I think he's done. I don't yeah, I don't know what they do. I don't know I sort of like because I think the general sense is they had a good off season. Like they signed some good players, they signed Tyler Pertuzzi, they signed Max Domi. Those are both exciting signings. But then it's like, oh yeah, their defense is not very good. Their defense is very weird. They have some problems. They have John Klingberg. That's a problem. That's a weird signing still. Um, like, people still say there are moves coming for the defense, but I don't know when. Yeah, where are those moves? Show and us like, your not... moves, tree. <laughs> so true. So tree. Uh, and it's like, in in the way that they have some depth coming up at the forward positions, like Nick Robertson is still, like, in the ether somewhere. Yeah. I think he's still like 22 years old or something. Yes, he's like a year older than Matthew Nyes. Um, Matthew Nyes yeah, has he'll be come a, along. A part of the team for sure. Wonderfully. And then on the defensive side, it's like, are we still saying Timothy Lilligren is up and coming? Mm-hmm. Our, Now's the time. We... This is the, this is our, this is our, this is the, this is the year for uh, this is his, Timothy this Lilligren. This is your year. Yeah. Um, Connor Timmons, that's something. Not a piece. And then it's like, their backup goalie is Joseph Wool. Are you sure? Hey, Joseph Wool was great. Are you sure he's your backup goalie? I think, yeah. I think a young goaltending prospect is not terrible for their backup goalie. Backup goalie isn't something I'm concerned about. I mean, he played very like, well in the playoffs when Samson Alv went down. I just have a strong sense that Martin Jones will be the starting goaltender for this team more than you might like. I think Martin Jones will be claimed off waivers before the start of the season. I wow. don't think he breaks Fast camp with the Leafs. But yeah, with the Leafs last year, he went... Uh, sorry, just getting the goalie stats here. He had a 2.16 goals against average and a 9.32 saves percentage in an amount of games. But are you sure... I'm I'm fine with Joseph Wool. Okay. A good uh, Darden Prairie, Missouri. What's it? oh Montana? <laughs> Darden Prairie, Montana. Good Darden pa- Prairie boy. Wait, are you? Isn't Montana MT? I thought Montana was MO. Is MO Missouri? And I have misled because myself. Because MI is Michigan. MI is that's Michigan. The situation. Judge the Midwest, by the way, just yeah. while we're here. M- MO is Missouri. My initial instincts were correct. I should never doubt myself. Hey, According you're... to Google, I can get to Missouri in four hours and 15 minutes uh, via plane okay. to Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, oh How my. much would that cost? I'm going to guess. 670 guess... <sighs> <sighs> I really wanted to guess. All right. How much to St. Louis? No um, How much does St. Louis direct? Show me economy. I would assume so. I would assume Google is showing me the lowest price here. This is for tomorrow, or what is this? This is t- nonstop from Pearson Airport to St. Louis Airport 
tomorrow at 9.40 in the morning. Oh, no, sorry. This is Thursday, October 5th at 9.40 in the morning. Awesome. (laughs) I'm going to say $575. Oh, Chris, you have underestimated the horrific state of air travel. It's $865 round trip. Oh, round trip. Okay. I was thinking about single. Who buys a single seat? Griffin? (laughs) You girl did, like, last month. Oh, yes, I suppose that's true. Famously. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, this is absolutely the year that they have to get this done, or else I would imagine they'll let William Nylander walk and maybe trade Mitch Marner, although he's got but some like, sort of no-move clause. But, uh, the Leafs are just so stupid. It, they better win, or else <laughs> they they're going to have big, big problems. Because it's like, why, well, it's like, yes, they probably will do that, but like, why would you do that? <laughs> I know. Why would you like make your team worse? It's a great oh. question. Yeah, that's the thing. Is everyone this year was hooting and hollering for? Oh, they gotta trade one of the four, but you're not gonna get better. Everyone's like, they need their Kawhi trade. They need their Matthew Kachuk trade with Mitch Marner. And it's like, if you no, give have... up Mitch Marner, you are the San Antonio Spurs. You are the yeah, Calgary Flames. They have a bunch of. They have like three Kachuks. Kachuk. Kachuk. They Kachuk. just they suck. Um. Uh, Chris, we got five minutes left in the segment. Hit us. We'll do a quick speed round. The Oilers. Uh, this is not their year. They still have time. I think they do as well. I agree with that. They'll just be a contender um, every year that Connor McDavid's on their team. Yeah. How many more years does he have under contract? I think a few. I think they're fine. Okay. Um, well, Mazel tops of them then. Uh, the Bruins, I questioned even putting the Bruins on here because I'm like, what are the Bruins doing exactly? I, like, the Bruins, I think, last year was the year, and it ended yes. in horrific failure and embarrassment, and I think this is a big step back year for the Bruins. Uh, yeah. They might so still like, sneak into the playoffs because they're the Bruins, but they're certainly not going to win the President's Trophy again. And you can put sh- that in stone. <laughs> <laughs> they will absolutely do that. Um but it's like, can you imagine if there was that, like a high floor, low ceiling quote on like in the Boston Bruins like locker room? They were like, guess what, this motherfucker. They say we will <laughs> never win the President's <laughs> Trophy. Um, but but it's like, what then? What I guess is the question for the Bruins. Yes. Oh, I have no idea. They're they a team. Have Foster not yeah. signed to great. a good contract. Yeah, no, that's great, and I guess they'll. Let's try and build around him, and knowing the Bruins, it'll take them two years, and they'll be Stanley Cup contenders again. I guess so, but it is just like, yeah, yeah. they kind of shot their shot, and now they're not. They're not. Yeah, I'm doing lots of good rhymes today. That was good. Um, the Pick Buffalo Sabers, Griffin. Are you, uh, I, do you I feel. I don't feel a sense of old with them. I don't think it's even. Has it even started with the Buffalo Sabers? Have people been jazzed about the Buffalo Sabers? I think last year they were very close to being in the playoffs. I they, guess that's true. I I think like, they've still got time. They've they've got young. Uh, I don't know how old Tage Thompson is. I assume he's in his mid twenties. Yeah. Uh, I I think they've still got I'm some say time he's there. Twenty-five or twenty-six. He's twenty-five. The Ottawa Senators, Chris, are will make this our last team here. I think they have to make the playoffs this year. See, I feel the opposite as you. Whereas, like, it's like the Sabres, I feel like they've kind of been around the block a little bit. And it's like, how many times can you keep, like, kicking the can with the same core? But whereas the Senators, I'm like, they have, like, it's like, if they don't succeed this year, then what will their team look like next year? It will look the same. No, yeah, the Senators have, like, a great young squad, but it's just like they've sort of been at that level for a couple of years now. And if once again, especially with the Bruins dropping down, if you can't bust into the playoffs this year, then I think there will start to be rumblings of discontent. Yes, absolutely. Um, but again, like they have players who very much seem to be excited, at least excited enough to make that uh, commitment to stay with the team. And yeah, they have that and they have Jacob Chicker now. So it's like Stutzla, Kachuk, yeah. Shabbat. No, they're a fan. Sanderson. They're a really good team. I would love for the Leafs and Senators to play in the playoffs. It's a great core. And then, like, you know, you have pieces that, like, feel pretty replaceable in terms of, like, Giroux. Like, Giroux's a great piece for them, but it's, like, it's not like you can't go find a Giroux-esque player. Um, they signed Vladimir Tarasenko, which I totally forgot about. That's yeah. very funny. <laughs> 
that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they have a minute, especially with Octobrinkat gone. I think that that was like their one sort of ticking time bomb of a piece. Yeah. And then it blew up and now they're, they're like, oh, well, at least we blew up already. So we can wait a little bit now. Um, just one more Griffin. I want to sneak this in. This is a sneaky pick. The Seattle Kraken. Did they, what I, the reason I say that is like, do they have a pipeline to definitely get better if they don't get better? Like true. They haven't like had enough time to build up a war chest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the Kraken can ride positive expansion team vibes for a couple more years. Uh, sure. Maybe one or two more, and then they need to start winning some games again. But, I mean, the Western Conference looks really wide open. So I think there's sure. a good chance that they could get in the playoffs again. And I think making the playoffs again would be a success for the crack in. <laughs> crack attack. All right. Well, that is that was our first seg. I was gonna say <laughs> that was our was that there that was their year year hour. Wow, but that's not really true. No, it it, it was our is this their this is their year year hour. Yeah, yeah, you put a couple extra past tenses in there. I think. Yeah. And speaking of past tenses, we are going to have taken a break, but we'll be right back <laughs> with more high floor the ceiling. And we're back, Chris. Not to spread the curtain wide open but we had a nice long break yeah did you like that (laughs) also like i feel like if you say we had a nice long break people will think it's like this is it's the next day now it is took about a 10 minute break yeah which is usually much longer than we do where we where i pause the recording i say wow and then i tell you how long it was and then i give my notes on what you could do better yeah you you really jordan it up and uh, give everyone their individual notes sometimes i'll say something and it will really stick like the jordan and pippin thing yeah so i hope you find your peace i it'll take me a while just a quick roommate update on my end uh Mm -hmm. he has clearly burned dinner that's all I'm in. He very kindly offered his room to me while he made dinner, and I'm in here with the door closed. And I think the noise has been great, but I'm a little worried our smoke detector is gonna go off. That's so awesome. Um, my lovely partner burned some potatoes earlier. Oh, she will hear this. So that's uh, tough. Well, fine, hey, it happens to everyone. I Absolutely. do have to say, being from Idaho and not being able to cook <laughs> potatoes, that is a bit of a rough look. No wonder she left. And quite frankly, I tossed a couple of those burnt potatoes in my mouth. They were fine. Burnt They're potatoes little, are good. They're a little dark, but I like them a little crispy. Yeah. I think she does as well, and that's why she may be burnt. <laughs> well. At any rate, Griffin. <laughs> that has been the potato corner. Yeah. We got a draft, Chris. We do. And keep in mind, we did invent these segments. We are the only sports podcast that does a draft. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's a play on the idea that in sports, you have drafts for players. And so we'll do a similar thing. People are familiar with the concept of the draft. Oh, is that why we do it? Well, it's not why we do it, but it was perhaps um, an inspiration or an impetus for the original draft. I thought it was an homage to like the military in Vietnam and like right. that draft. Elvis. We love Elvis. Yeah. Muhammad Ali. We hate him. Mm-hmm. Oh, Didn't yeah. respect the, and, the format of the draft. <laughs> shut up and shoot people. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. People know we don't mean it. Obviously, Muhammad Ali is civil rights here. I watched a terrible HBO movie called Muhammad Ali's Greatest Fight. I was like, oh, and it was about, like, the Supreme Court and his court case for dodging the draft. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And uh, it's only about the nine Supreme Court justices. Well, really the eight, because Thurgood Marshall, uh, what's the word? But, like, removes himself from the entire case. He recused himself. Yes, because he was, like, a solicitor general who, like, prosecuted Ali before he became a justice. So it's really just about these eight old white guys and, like, their clerks and how they decide Muhammad Ali. And then it's, like, interspersed with archival footage of Muhammad Ali, which is just, like, the actual Muhammad Ali, which is just, like, a hundred times more interesting and more compelling, obviously. Um, And, yeah, it was a bad movie, and I don't recommend it. On Crave, Muhammad Ali's greatest fight. Don't, <laughs> shout out. don't watch it. Huge <laughs> shadow. Um, the you know you know Ang Lee. Yes. Director? 
Ang Lee, he of Gemini Man, has talked about wanting to do... <laughs> what a, an what uh, Ang Lee pull. Well, I can't. I really cannot talk about Gemini Man, Griffin. I once ruined a dinner party by talking too much about <laughs> Gemini Man. <laughs> that seems like... I believe that, for I sure. I became manic. Um... <laughs> Because <laughs> I was getting so excited about how awesome Gemini Man is. Oh my god, of course you like... That's the part I should have seen coming. What? You thought I was going to be rambling about how bad it was? You fool. I own the 4K 60fps Blu-ray, my friend. You're the world's um, only person who... Isn't it a Netflix movie? Oh, you're a fool. You don't get it. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I haven't seen all this it. to I'll say, you know. Ang Lee won or wanted or still wants he because you know he's uh famous for his high frame rate experiments he wants to do a high frame rate rumble in the jungle movie mm, i mean i could take or leave the high frame rate but i would love to see an ang lee rumble in the jungle movie or excuse me i need to correct myself a thriller in manila movie oh okay also great but- uh, I could honestly, I think I'd probably be equally excited about an Angley Rumble in the Jumble or a Thriller. Did <laughs> yeah. I say Jumble? Did I said Rumble <laughs> in the Jumble. <laughs> that sounds like the next great New York Times game. Yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> me when I'm going head to head with my mom on the puzzles page. And <laughs> you play Connections today, bro? No, no, not today. Okay. Um, draft. We're doing it. <laughs> that was all sparked by the word draft. <laughs> <laughs> your dinner really... party story about gemini man was sparked by <laughs> us saying the word draft on the podcast we're on today what can we say we are griffin today we are not drafting people today we are Unlike drafting the inspiration the military so true today we are drafting cities griffin we've seen two weeks of nfl action obviously nhl coming up soon nba coming up soon we will be drafting five each, it sounds like, because I think we, so. both, we both announced to each other that we had gone ten deep uh, on a list of cities. So we will be drafting teams, and those we will be drafting cities, and you get all of the teams within the city as your team. And there isn't really a scoreboard, per se. No, I think we'll know who won. Yeah, it's overall success of of the cities uh, in those three sports over the upcoming season. Yeah, it's so yeah, the combined representations of all those cities. Now, a city doesn't have to have teams from all three of those leagues. Like, if you if they only have an NHL and an NBA, for example, but you still feel really good, you could give up some points in the NFL category, but still take. I think. So I want to propose that because usually it's the NBA. I feel like that that's usually the odd one out. Mm. That we just do the closest team. I I feel like you're trying to propose something tricky. We'll approach this on a case by case. I'm not basis. trying to propose anything tricky, other than I want I have teams that would be good. <laughs> uh, I'll I I will have to if my mind associates the team with that geographic area then I'll give it to you. Like, I'm not going to say, like... Okay, interesting. Oh, the Patriots play in Foxborough, not Boston. Like... Sure, but what about... So... Hmm. Are you going to tip your tip hand? My hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, how do you want to approach New York and Los Angeles? So, actually, I have the answer for you here, Griffin. The Kings can be shared. Yes. Lakers and Rams go together. I think that's just instinctually clear to me yep um and so the clippers go with the chargers and then there kind of are already annexations for new york knicks giants rangers nets jets islanders nets i i don't know why but i would flip the giants and the jets i feel like the jets are the premier new york franchise like the knicks and the rangers are both franchise a i feel like jets are new york franchise a um i think i think you, I think they go together. Well, because the the classic is Nets, Jets, and Mets. That they all rhyme. Nets, Jets, Mets. Yeah, but we're not doing baseball. No, I, I was <laughs> I was confusing myself so much trying to write out the three because I was like, okay, it's Lakers and Rams, and then they both get the Dodgers. No, <laughs> but and then New York, it's like, well, the Yankees go with the Knicks. No, yeah. 
So I had a tough time writing that out, but I think that's the 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 way to do it. Okay, I I, I will accept your Knicks, Rangers, Giants, Nets, Islanders, Jets. Correct. Okay. All right. Who wants to go first? Um, I would like to go first, frankly. Well, yeah, we famously do not snake. I'm sure you would like to go first, and I'll allow it. Okay. I'm happy with either of the top two on the board. Oh, interesting. Because you said there was a consensus number one. I think there is. And now we're going to find out if that's true. Griffin, I'm going to select the city of Denver. That was indeed my... Okay. Thought clear number one. The Broncos a little weak, but the Nuggets and Avalanche, the defending champion Nuggets, the Stanley Cup, like contender Avalanche. I thought that was a fairly clear number one city there. Well picked. Yes, two two great teams, and I'm not even though we spent an entire season making fun of the Broncos, I'm not totally out on the Broncos yet. No, they're they're like a middling to pair with two championship contenders. They're a strong middling team, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I think even if there was no team, uh, like, if there was no third team, you would still pick Denver quite highly. I do. So they're really more of a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he wins the... uh, I'm going to head south, Chris. I'm going to, in fact, take my talents to South Beach. Uh, I want the city of Miami, specifically its Dolphins uh, and its Florida Panthers were the two things that I really wanted. And then the Miami Heat... You know, you can never count them out as well. They'll be a playoff team in the East there. So I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins, uh, Florida Panthers, and Miami Heat. I like the pick, Griffin. I think that's totally valid. That was definitely on my board. We, I'll be interested to see how much overlap we have. So I'm just going to throw out a couple that I don't think you will allow. Okay. Actually, I'm going to throw out one right now, and then I'm going to save another because I might want to pick it anyways. Um. Las Vegas plus the Phoenix Suns. No. How do you feel about that? Absolutely That's just not. a straight no. Phoenix okay. has a hockey team <laughs> and a football team. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> they are their own thing. I'd like to take Denver plus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um <laughs> Technically, well, that's not what I'm doing. I'm taking a city that doesn't have a basketball team and adding a basketball team. No, I think um, if you want yes, Vegas, you get the Raiders and the Knights, and that's it. Yeah. Insofar as those, the Arizona Coyotes and Cardinals are NHL and NFL teams. <laughs> yeah, which I that's up for <laughs> Yeah. All right, then, Griffin, I think there is definitely a clear pick for me here then. I will be taking... I'll, I'll be heading east, not southeast, though. Mm. And I will be taking the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Okay. The Eagles. You're very high on the Eagles this year. We know this. I love the Eagles. The 76ers Who will knows? be good again, it seems like. Probably. Uh, they will certainly be, I think, a top four seed. It seems unlikely that they would not be, personally, yeah. to me. Um, and then the Flyers are the, are are the throw-in, but mm, we'll see. We'll see. They weren't, they weren't terribly terrible. Um, they were only the second worst team in their division. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Philly, a respectable pick. It was not next on my, my board, Chris. I'm very happy to get two out of three. I'm going to, I mean, maybe I'll make a similar proposal to you, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm happy to leave hockey off the board because I'm not really passionate about this either way, but I am going to take the city of San Francisco with its 49ers and its Golden State Warriors. Yes, and I will allow... That's the San Jose Sharks. I was going to say, yeah, do you want to throw in the San Jose Sharks? It's not like they're any good. I have Bay Area written down here. Okay. And I think that's valid. Okay, so the 49ers, Warriors, and Sharks go to Team Griffin. I think that's a great pick, Griffin. Thank you. It's hard to get three... In a city. Yeah. Um, but I think if you can get one contender, one playoff team, and then a, an additional. So here's another one I'm going to... Th- well, am I ready to pick this team? don't know if I am. I think... Ooh, but then this team sucks, maybe. <laughs> which is scary to think about. But I think I do just have to go for it. I am going to take 
one of the LA teams, mm. I'm going to take the Clippers, Chargers, Kings, LA Triumvirate. Clippers, um, the Chargers, Chargers, Kings. Chargers are not looking so great to start the season, but we no. know the talent is there. I think they'll probably be a 500 team. Um, obviously, Kings are on the up and up. Clippers, we'll see. Yeah, I would assume you're high on the Clippers for this pick to make sense. Yeah. And the Chargers I mean, like, will still be good. Yeah, I think all of those teams will be playoff teams. And I think that there's not a lot of cities where you could have all three teams be a playoff team. I mean, I guess I could just pick the Rams um, or the that other triple. But I, I do still think the Chargers are better than the Rams, even though their record is worse right now. Okay. I am going to also take a city of three. And I do think this could be three playoff teams. Uh, I'm going to take the city of Dallas. The week oh. ending to this Maverick season, not contending or notwithstanding, yeah. uh, the Dallas Stars are a solid little franchise plugging away down there in Texas. And of course, the Dallas Cowboys might be good. You never know. It's this might be pick. the year. Uh, so I'm going to take, I think, sort of three upper end of the middle mm-hmm. teams and the Cowboys, yeah. Stars, and Mavericks. Yeah, I really like that pick. They were actually not on my board, unfortunately. They slipped my mind. Um, I really like the Mavericks. Big Luka Doncic fan, as you know. Yes. Um, and I really enjoyed the Stars last year. Yeah, yeah, you were a, you were a Stars believer for sure. Love my love my Wajians. Um <laughs> No comment. Okay, I think now is the time, Griffin, for me to throw out a proposal and see if this clears. Well, considering I'm slaughtering you in this draft, I'm, I'm likely to give it to you. Absolutely going to say no, but. Um, I want Pittsburgh and the Cavs. Not even in the same state. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> the Steelers, the Penguins, and the Cavs. The Cavs are what happens to the Browns in this scenario? The who? <laughs> They're left adrift. Um, are they close to each other despite being in different states? I googled so the they my are neighboring basis states. For these, What's the drive time from Pittsburgh to Cleveland? That's a great question. I think what can you set a bar and then I will find the answer. I would say if it's more than a three and a half hour drive. Okay, wait. I'm gonna find the arenas. Uh, yes. Go from the Penguins to PPG Paints Arena. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know Cleveland? Uh, is it still Quicken Loans? I don't think it. No, it must. No. It's the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Oh, house, of, of course. course. The Fieldhouse, yes. Uh, okay, PPG Paints. Wow, there's a PPG Paints on St. Clair Avenue West. How oh. exciting. You need any and... painting done? <laughs> I need any done. Um, <laughs> do you need to do any? <laughs> and we're going to go to the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Well, Griffin, it's a 46-hour walk, is what I will tell you. <laughs> It is a two-hour, two-minute drive. Okay, I'll give that to you. That's fine. All right. In that case, I will be taking the sneaky, maybe a little sneaky, maybe a little frisky Pittsburgh Steelers, um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who you want to talk about teams where this is their year. Yeah. I didn't mention them among the obvious yeses, but I feel like they kind of uh, kind of are. Um, or at least, you know, they certainly have a clock on them. And then... I'm getting as a nice little throw in the Cleveland Cavaliers who figure to once again be a quality playoff team. Yes, I like that pick. Um, I'm going to check a drive time myself because I've been struck by a lightning bolt of inspiration Mm. from new, is it New Era Field in Buffalo, New York, where the... (laughs) Do you want the Bisons? I do want the Bisons. Uh, New Era Stadium. Stadium. Highmark Stadium. The drive from there to the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, come on now. The Bills literally played home three hours hours and seven minutes. The Bills literally played home games in Toronto. Will you give me the Toronto Maple Leafs and Toronto Raptors plus the Buffalo Bills? It's less than three and a half hours. It's three hours, seven minutes, and that's with a border crossing. That's with a border crossing. That's not with the border crossing. You have to factor in that time. Yeah, um, it's, it's Google showing me a 58-minute slowdown at the border right now. Or no, that's just oh. in Burlington. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So that's, this is not a, 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 it's less than three hours, seven minutes. 
There's a big crash in Burlington. <laughs> I hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Oh, Griffin. I. It's closer than Pittsburgh is to Cleveland. I'm going to choke. I need to mute that, my mic. That's not true. Bless you. Um, I suppose it's a different country. That's really what hangs me up. It is a different country. I think the have Bills to... have the Bills have literally played home games in Toronto, regular season home games. I think if you can't get there without a passport, <laughs> then they are not in the same place. <laughs> I think this is some blatant gamesmanship on your end, to you, be frank. I, I think will... this is more of a logical connection than Pittsburgh and Cleveland, two cities that I... have absolutely nothing to do with each other. I understand what you're saying. I There is a connection. There is obviously a very large Bills fan base in Ontario. But if Toronto countries. had a home NFL team, it is the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Well, yes. That's. I guess that's correct. Um... But, okay, fine. That's very sporting of you. Uh, all right, I'm taking you the least. You rejected one of mine. <laughs> you picked, you tried to uproot a team <laughs> from to. a fully eligible city <laughs> <laughs> and move them across I, state lines. <laughs> what, you want me to pick Arizona, Griffin? Be real. It's on the board. I'm doing your be real, by the way. Um, okay. So where are we at now? What round is this? Uh, I believe we have. I have picked. We have both picked four teams. You oh, have really? picked Denver, Philadelphia, LAB, and Pittsburgh plus the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've been in the lab. And I have picked Miami, San Francisco, Dallas, and Toronto plus the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I'm gonna pick a borderline boring option that has weirdly not come up yet. I'm going to pick the great city of Boston. I was waiting for it. It was going to be my last pick if it was there. Uh, Pats are low end of mediocre. Celtics are quite good. And the Bruins, who knows? Probably upper end of mediocre. Yeah, they'll probably be a playoff team. I would be surprised if they weren't. Yeah. I think it's a good last round value for you. Yeah, that's how I feel. But that's like... You didn't even have to fold the map to pull it off. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Didn't have to do a globe-trotting <laughs> montage. <laughs> Travel by map. Line. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to finish this off with the Big Apple itself, New York A. Chris, mm-hmm. that is the New York Knicks, the New York Rangers, and the New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> New York Jaguars. Oh, um, can I? I'm taking the city of Jacksonville and just the Jaguars. You get AEW as well. Oh, um, is that a big? Oh, Shad Khan, does he own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, Tony Khan, Look at his my, son. Right. Look at my wrestling brain. Absolutely. Um, just, I want to throw one more out here, Griffin, because we didn't end up mentioning it. Uh, a sneaky one. Tennessee. The Predators and, oh, are you trying to lump the Grizzlies in there? Yeah. The state of, that is interesting. The ty- I, I, I never t- even they're... thought, yeah, I think that makes sense. Memphis doesn't have a hockey or football team and Nashville doesn't have a basketball team. I never even would have thought of lumping the Grizzlies in with the Predators and Titans. That makes that like a much more alluring. Yes. Option. That's like I think that is about as good as the other uh last round picks we had. And I definitely would have been very happy to have Nashville or, you know, Tennessee on my team. Um but that is the extent of it Griffin. Did you write down what teams we had? I did. Yes. Yeah. So, starting for team Chris uh, we have the first overall pick, the Denver metropolitan area. Uh, and then you f- augmented that with the city of brother- brotherly love, filthy Philly, uh, the city of brotherly hate, Boston, Massachusetts. And then the B team from Los Angeles, the Clippers, Chargers, and Kings, and the Pittsburgh Penguins and Steelers, plus the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers, because I'm nothing if not generous. Okay. Um, and Let's on- be clear. <laughs> It's a weird pairing. Um, Let's be clear. <laughs> you, my pairing is way more reasonable than you your have. Pairing. Your pairing would require an agreement between sovereign nations. <laughs> my pairing has happened in the past. <laughs> my teams all have all played home games in the same city. You don't think the Cavs have played in Pittsburgh? I don't think so. 
I'm Googling it. <laughs> but you continue. You read your list. Uh, my list is uh, the city of Miami, the Dolphins, Heat, and Florida Panthers, uh, the city of San Francisco, the 49ers, and the uh, Golden State Warriors. Plus, we threw in the San Jose Sharks just for fun. Uh, the city of Dallas with the Stars, the Cowboys, and the Mavericks. Uh, the city of Toronto with its Maple Leafs and its Raptors, plus the Buffalo Bills. And New York A, as we've taken to calling it, with the Knicks, the Rangers, and the Giants. Chris, you got any updates on those that famous beloved home game that the Cleveland Cavaliers play in Pittsburgh every year? Um, no information on that, Griffin. <laughs> It'll shock you to know. But I do have uh, something here from Reddit. Um, the t- title of the topic is, Do Pittsburgh Fans Root for the Sixers? No, um, I know the answer the, to that is no. And the top comment is, The Steelers fans I know root for the Cavs. I mean, I gave it to you, but... And I gave you yours. You, you should make a Reddit post saying, does anyone else just naturally associate the Cavs with the city of Pittsburgh? <laughs> does anyone think that the Cavs should change their color scheme to black and yellow? Uh, No, too close to the Pacers. Uh, honestly, do we have a black and yellow NBA team? No. I mean, the Pacers are That's basically... Gold. They're dark blue and gold. Yeah. Uh, but that was fun. That was a great draft. Um, Absolutely. I'm sure you'll make a nice little Photoshop graphic of our two rosters here for us to post on our Twitter account. Yep. <laughs> You're really not pulling your weight as Photoshop producer, Photoshop That's coordinator. That's absolutely true. Uh, and I will continue to not pull my weight. <laughs> that is my pledge to you, the listeners. That's the Michael Jordan mentality that we all yeah. know. I will continue to not pull my weight. I'm more of a cur. Uh, rest in peace winning time, by the way. Fantastic mm-hmm. show. I love the it. inside track on that. I'm really sad. What? What do you mean? I just I knew it was coming. That they were I getting cancelled? Yeah, I heard that they, they changed the last episode, Griffin. They did. They clearly tacked to give on. it a yes, to give it a Magic Johnson went on to be a good basketball player. Yeah. I, I really hope someone else picks it up. I, it was such a good show. Did you watch I, it? I have seen both seasons, Griffin. I watched Screeners. Screeners? Not to toot my horn. <laughs> what? Am I going to find out that you're some sort of television critic? I can't. I can't divulge my sources, but ah, I you know did, a television uh, critic. I did. I can't say. All I will say is that I did watch Winning Time a few months ago. <laughs> so people like you are the reason that it didn't get the ratings it needed for HBO. That's probably right. Pick it up. Here's a. Here's just one more question for you, Griffin. Before we sign off, Hi, HFLC podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Griffin Porter ninety seven on Twitter. See House and Jan. I guess it's X now. Jesus. Jeez. Um, cut out me saying that anti Christian slur. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Do you think it still would have been canceled if Bo Burnham had played Larry Bird? No, I think he has a fervent enough following. Think so too. Kind I, of. Wouldn't, I think people I would do have been love the guy. There would have been hype. Larry Bird, though. There would, oh, really? I think he's not very good. <laughs> I think he's playing a great Larry. There would have been hype. There would have been gifts. There would have been stuff. And that's Does, what Is Bo really, Burnham intimidating enough to play Larry Bird? Is he hateable? He's, enough? he's tall. I think he's hateable. I think he can definitely do hateable. He was good in a crazy or promising young woman. <laughs> Whoa. What, that I Freudian slipped and called her a crazy young woman? (laughs) That's going to do it for today's show. Until next time, please keep your floors high and your seats high.